Hey everyone, on this episode of Hooked on Surf Fishing with Bernie Bass, we're going to touch upon investing in your life, making some purchases that are essential to surf fishing outside of your rods, reels, and tackle that will increase your chances of staying safe each and every time you are out on the surf or to minimize the damage should an emergency arise. So after a short break, we'll be right back with the rest of the podcast. See you in a minute. Looking to help out neighbors, friends, and family while also getting great advice? Well, look no further than your local tackle shop. Fish local, buy local, tight lines. Okay, welcome back. Um, Let me start with a quote from Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. I'm not really sure if he did a lot of surf fishing. However, we can definitely apply this quote to surf fishing. I have to be honest, with the amount of time I spend in the surf, I've seen a lot of mishaps and injuries over the years that were just pure accidents. However, a majority of so-called accidents I have also come across could have totally been avoided with some preparation and investment in the proper gear. While anglers spend a vast majority of money on rods, reels, and tackle, which of course are essential to being a successful surf fisherman, and that is our intent when we get out there every time is we want to catch fish. Um, What's also essential is the safety equipment and because you want to make sure each and every trip are enjoyable and you want to prevent any unnecessary injuries or headaches and the best protection is prevention and the best way to prevent is to be prepared for the worst case scenario. Let's start with proper clothing. You should be outfitted with proper clothing, um, not only for the current conditions when you leave your house and head down to the beach, but also for the conditions that could change when you're on the water. Um, A good place to start is a waterproof jacket. It not only keeps you warm and dry, it also keeps your important belongings, such as your cell phone, your key fobs, and things like that, warm and dry and safe. They don't really need to be warm, but safe and dry. Then get yourself a nice pair of waders to keep you not only dry, but also it's going to aid you in getting out into the water a little further, which will also increase your casting distance. Okay. And whether you're fishing the beaches or the shallow back bays, it's going to allow you to get out further, especially in those shallow back bay areas where um, the water is shallow. Obviously you can really, really wade out. Um, It's, it's not that you're going to, not catch fish if you stand there on the beach in sneakers and jeans. But I will tell you this, I've seen many a times as I'm out there fishing, the guys are in the sneakers and jeans, they're running down to the wave, they're running back up to the wave, in and out and things like that. And I'll tell you, it might also cost you that fish of a lifetime because you're not be able to get down to the water's edge. And you know, um, anyone is not gonna be happy if you don't catch that fish of a lifetime because you weren't able to um, grab that fish down at the water's edge. Um, honestly, one of the first purchases after your rod and reel should be waders. And there's so many cheap brands out there right now that get the job done. You don't need to get out and purchase the most expensive waders out there. Okay. Cause they do get banged up, especially if you're fishing rocky areas and stuff like that. Um, and to be honest with you, they basically pale in comparison to the price of those rods and those reels you probably bought. So it's a good idea to get those things out of the way and purchase them for safety and for convenience as well. Next, you might want to think about purchasing 
a personal flotation device. Um, these devices are just an added layer of protection and can give you peace of mind, especially if you're a novice angler and you're not that comfortable on the beaches yet or fishing at night or fishing on a jetty or even fishing in adverse conditions. If you don't want the bulkiness of a typical flotation device, um, there's many companies that make a flotation belt device. Um, it's thin, it's lightweight, they retail anywhere from 80 to $125. Um, they can be found at places like West Marine and various other retailers, as well as online. Um, back to the clothing real quick um, that I kind of didn't mention before. You should always carry extra clothes in your vehicle should you need dry clothes or need to adapt to change in the weather conditions. Um, because that can happen at any time. And I'll be honest with you, um, you can talk to any angler that's been on the water for years. These mishaps do happen. You do fall in the water. You do get wet. Um, and so you should always have that backup clothing, especially if you're going to be on a long outing and, you know, and you're far away from home and things like that. You want to make sure you do have those extra sets of clothes in the truck, extra jackets and stuff like that. Next, it is imperative to have the proper footwear. Okay, that it's appropriate for the terrain you are going to be fishing around. If fishing a jetty or rocky area, you should have some kind of spiked footwear, also known as caulkers. Okay, cleats on the bottom of the shoes to reduce the chance of slipping in the water and becoming part of the fishing habitat. Okay, the jetty is always covered with water, slime. Okay, and it is just an accident waiting to happen. But the percentages of the accident waiting to happen go up when you're not wearing proper footwear. The jetties are nowhere a place to be wearing flip-flops, bare feet, or having unsupervised children climbing on the jetties. They don't belong on this slippery surface. I have seen many people get hurt, okay? Um, I can bring up a perfect example last year, okay? Um, we had been fishing um, an inlet that had created a sandbar in it, okay? And um, this person had climbed down. The jetty was not wearing the proper footwear, okay? And then all of a sudden, um, we had caught some fish in the inlet, walking back up the jetty. This person fell, okay? He injured himself. Um, we do not know the extent of that injury, but he was walking off holding his shoulder and arm, I'm just assuming it was some kind of shoulder injury. And it's funny because after that day, um, I didn't really see that person again for the rest of the fall. So I don't know if that injury was um, substantial, but the jetties and rock abutments that can be found on Long Island up here, if you're not wearing something on your feet that are proper to try to keep yourself balanced, okay, and firm on those rocks, you should not be on those rocks. I can't stress that more. And especially with the kids. I see this all the time, whether I'm fishing, whether I'm out camping, little kids on the rocks, unsupervised, it's just an accident waiting to happen. So you want to really make sure you keep those kids off the rocks and you have the proper footwear. Okay, next is the old first aid kit. Utmost importance here as well. Um, and your first aid kit should be easily accessible when in your truck or anywhere else. 
should it become necessary to render help in a hurry. Besides the basic first aid necessities, such as band-aids, ointments, gauze pads, etc., the first aid kit should also contain a very sharp knife and a wire cutting device should a hook get lodged in your body. Fortunately, I do have to say I've been blessed. I've only been hooked seriously only once that did require medical assistance. Um, I should be knocking on wood right now. However, I have witnessed deep hook sets in hands, faces, etc. Remember, safety first. Okay. Um, furthermore, um, it's also essential to have alternative communication devices. Um, cell phones are not always reliable while fishing certain areas and not always reliable when in adverse conditions, especially when your device or hands get wet. Okay. Um, I wetsuit Montauk and at night with clients and friends alike, um, I purchased some Motorola uh, waterproof walkie talkies. Um, these devices uh, serve two purposes. It helps us track one another should we get separated. And it also helps us keep contact in the dark while we are spread out fishing. Additionally, I purchased a handheld CB radio. Um, it was like 75 bucks out of necessity as there's a certain place I fish often that does not have any cell phone service at all. And this is one of those purchases I made that I hope I will never use. However, in case of a serious emergency, I can contact the proper authorities or the people with me can contact them as um, law enforcement still does um, monitor channel nine on the radio. And um, so in case there's emergencies, um, we can get help. Your voice immediately picked up by these emergency reducer centers, highway patrol, local police station, and many emergency organizations, as well as private individuals. Remember, once again, we're talking about being safe. Okay, so in closing, to wrap up this podcast, um, the most important part of a successful day fishing is obviously returning home safe without any injuries. Okay, accidents will happen. We know that. But we want to do whatever we can to prevent them. Um, we all need to incorporate common sense when we're out on the water. You should also let your family and friends know your itinerary on any given day or night when you're out there fishing as an additional safeguard. Um, however, you don't want to let your fishing friends know where you're fishing because you don't want them to spot burn or steal your fishing spot. Uh, just kidding. Um, all kidding aside, a fish is not worth getting seriously hurt or even killed. Unless it's a 50-pound striper. Kidding again. Um, catching big fish should not come with big problems. Remember, safety first, tight lines, and live the passion. See you next time on Hooked on Surf Fishing with Bernie Bass.